and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko, joined, as always, by our founder, our fearless leader, our hero of heroes, John Dam Johnston. John, how are you? I'm doing great, shit-ass. How are you doing? Um, now that I know exactly how the show's going to go, I know what to expect. It's going to be and, one of those. And uh, also with us, as always, is our other resident shit-ass, apparently. Uh, <laughs> He's a commie and all, shit-ass. And, <laughs> and, which means it's red. Uh, an all-around swell guy, Todd Wolverton. Hello, Todd. Hey, Greg. Uh, I, I'm curious. Are we are we recording the Five Heart Podcast Nebraska version or the Five Heart Podcast Pittsburgh Steeler version? I'm a I'm a little bit confused. I can talk Terry Bradshaw. I can talk John Stallworth. Uh, you know, uh, Jack Lynn Lambert, Swan, Jack know, Lambert, Lynn Swan Me Joe guys, Green. Yeah, hell, I don't even know Franco Harris. Yeah, Rocky Blyer. Yeah, those guys. I, who the hell? Is I the have a lot of those jerseys. Ben Ropelisberger. 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 Oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you kindly to re- re- redact that, retract that statement, John. It's been the shit ass Roethlisberger <laughs> for at least one more game. <laughs> uh, no, nobody from behind the steel curtain. The uh, SB Nation. Steelers page uh, knows who I am, um, but this is a Husker podcast. I'm just representing a team that knows how to win on occasion. Uh, knows how to I'm, back their way into the playoffs <laughs> against the will of the universe. They had to do their part, and that was first they had to beat Baltimore, which they did. Actually, I think first um, uh, Jacksonville beat Indianapolis. That was the first result that was then. That was in. And then Pittsburgh beat Baltimore. And then by uh, the stroke of a of Los Angeles Charger, I almost said San Diego, but Los Angeles Charger timeout in overtime, the Raiders kicked the field goal. I was watching that. I said, you know, it would not surprise me that there was a little, hey, why don't we just uh, settle this in the playoffs? All right, sounds good. We'll just go for the tie. We'll just go for the tie. Which brings me to ties are stupid. There shouldn't be ties. I think I would rather – no, I not think. I would rather see a nine-overtime Illinois-Penn State situation or a or forever shootout like they have in the – like make a team earn it. No ties. Me and me and Ted Lasso, we agree. Ties are ties are dumb. No draws, no ties. I'll ride that train. Thank you. It's a the tie, uh, it's, a tie in the Chargers Raiders game would have been the safest things to do for both teams. It would have been the best thing to do for both teams. It's anti-American. Yep. We're used to winning, John. We either winners, they're losers, damn it. We're used to success. And if the Raiders would have gone and fumbled fumbled the ball or anything where they caused a turnover, and let's say they had a scoop and score, they would have been out of the playoffs. So actually, by not kneeling on the ball 
that guy could have cost his team a playoff spot when the safest bet, the best thing he could have done was kneel and get the tie to go forward to be successful later. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a fan of a team that had a tie earlier this year. That uh, nine, seven, and one mark drives me bananas. No ties. I'm kind of anal retentive, and I don't like to see that extra column when there's only two teams. That it doesn't fit in the newspaper. It mm-hmm. looks dumb on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Wow, you that that you that statement right there is you might as well just said blah 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 blah, blah I'm old. <laughs> John, you're older than everybody here. No, I'm not. I mean, you kind of I've are. been rejuvenated. You're on your oh, that's right. You're on your second life. You're only six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, but why is, is at, at this point, obviously I've I've stated my piece. I'm anti-tie but why can't you know how most rules trickle down you know like there's the 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 pro level has their rules and then it's picked up by the collegiate level and then those rules kind of picked up by high school etc nfl and and college football are on two completely different you know uh overtime sets of rules it's mind-boggling give me a damn winner like I said, I, I would rather you line up on a two-point conversion every time and earn it rather than somebody, well, here's your participation trophy. Everybody gets to go to the playoffs. No, winner, loser, so the Pittsburgh Steelers can go to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just I, – I wanted to see Justin Herbert get into the playoffs. Well, he's got many years he could have if he would have won the damn game. Yeah. I I wouldn't have cared if the Charger would have won. I just wanted there. Did you watch this game, Todd? Did you watch it? As a matter of fact, I did. The fourth downs they picked up—that was supposed to be ordained by God or something. They were, and then satanic people like you came in. You know, if I was the Los Angeles Chargers fan, I probably would have cried tears after you know the way that game ended. But I'm not. What do you usually cry? Well, I like cried yeah, fucking for Satan. Why? I, I cry when I watch This Is Us. I watched I never, that last night. And I never cried. watch that show. Is that a ladies' show? I feel like that's a ladies' show. I think it probably is a ladies' show, but I got sucked <laughs> into it. You watch Grey's Anatomy too? No. Bold and the Beautiful? No. All My Children? No. Days of Our Lives? Yellowstone, Big Sky. Oh, oh. He like those like mountains. He's going to huh? start crying at any moment right now. Let's talk Nebraska football. That's why we're here. Is this us, Todd? (laughs) I think that would have been a much better uh, name for that. I've never watched that show, so I have have zero frame of reference. But I feel like Is This Us? Question mark would have been a much better title for that show. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) All right. Todd wants to. Stay on topic. Stay bro. on point. We got to stay on point, guys. All right. Uh, fewer sidebars, shenanigans. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. We have some acquisitions via a transfer portal to Nebraska football. And I think the one that caught the most headlines uh, is a quarterback. 
uh, from Texas by the name of Casey Thompson. Now, uh, we're certainly going to talk up Casey Thompson's accolades and, and what we think he can bring to the offense. Uh, but I wanted to let you, the listeners, know, remind you that our very own coordination zone, Patrick Gerhardt, had uh, about a 15-minute conversation with uh, someone from Burnt Orange Nation, which is our our uh, Texas Longhorn uh, SB Nation site from down south, about Casey Thompson. So you can get a more of an insider perspective on Mr. Thompson from uh, from that conversation which is available now coordination.com and of course uh the, the wherever your favorite podcasts are like the five heart podcast so um check that out but casey thompson uh comes in he i guess got the starting spot at texas due to injury but then he kept it after the other starter came back so he's coming in with some some you know power five uh, uh, accomplishments or, or power five experience I like it. <laughs> I like. I don't know how I can make it more obvious that I'm. 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 You're opening up the floor to somebody for someone to pick it up. <sighs> I'm sorry. I was looking at Twitter. I got distracted. Twitter's not real, John. Get off Twitter. I know it isn't. <laughs> you had a perfect case to call me a shit ass, and you didn't. I'm not a mean. Per- I let me. I'm a mean person, but not to people I like. So. Wow. And I like Todd. I was just figuring that you were going to call Todd a shit ass. I said I liked Casey Thompson as a quarterback. I, I know. We, what do you I know about you. him? What do you know about him? Well, what you I don't know, know Casey him, Thompson. What you know? What I know about him is that he started at Texas. What I know about him is that I watched him play against Oklahoma, and he had a hell of a game against Oklahoma, even though they got beat. But. While I like him as a quarterback, and I'm glad that Nebraska picked him up, I can't believe that 97%. You see, I'm part, I'm a three percenter as a Nebraska fan. I'm a three percenter. I'm in the minority here. It I can't believe that Nebraska fans aren't storming Memorial Stadium with pitchforks ready to get rid of Scott Frost because. Casey Thompson comes to the University of Nebraska, the son of Charles Thompson, who is a quarterback at Oklahoma. And why are we going to those Oklahoma people and bringing in Sooner blood? I mean, my God, the reason Scott Frost is around after four miserable years is because it's a flipping Nebraskan. And every year we have to fill coaching positions. Everybody says, well, we need to hire somebody that has Nebraska connections. We can't bring in any outside blood. What the hell is that? And so we bring in Casey Thompson. His dad is an Oklahoma Sooner. I can't stand that mentality. Okay, but I like him as a quarterback. Where, where are you at right now? I think feel like I should look up the phone number to the hotel. <laughs> Just in case you collapse. <laughs> Jesus, he's gonna get, he's gonna get like somebody knocking on the door and complaining about him. Jeez, no shit. All we know is that you're a Kearney. I'm a Kearney. Yeah. Kearney, Holiday Inn Express. That's why I'm an expert. I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express last night. We brought him in at his dad, Oklahoma, so he can pass down some of that sooner magic. There you go. I I, I do want to ask you this because you said. You know, Casey Thompson played against Oklahoma and played well in in a loss. Who played better in 2021 against Oklahoma? 
Casey Thompson or Adrian Martinez? Ooh. <laughs> I was going to a wedding, the, the Oklahoma-Texas game. So uh, I, I only got to see parts of that game. Greg, I think I'd call that a tie. Okay. Yeah. So what so basically what, what I'm hearing now is that we made a lateral move and nothing's going to change. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's much more accurate. He's he's a better passer than you know what happened. You know what Casey Thompson did? He scored touchdowns. Yeah, that's good. We we need more of those. It it was funny because um, I understand that there is a certain segment of the fan base who doesn't who who thinks that the the sun rises and sets with the people who are in the locker room. At this very minute, doesn't care about transfer portal, doesn't care about improving the overall ability and winning chances of a team. And so I don't know who posed the question. So I apologize, but it, it came down to, uh, um, you know, I, who, you know, of these quarterbacks, who, who, who would you like to see in Lincoln next year? And it was Casey Thompson. It was um, uh, the other one, the, the, Chubba Purdy. Yeah, Bubba. Bubba dirty. Uh, and, and, and then somebody commented with the picture of Logan Smothers. I'm like, I don't, you didn't understand the question at all. <laughs> like, like I, we all, we hoped and there's going to be a, I guess a quarterback competition this spring. What happens if Logan Smothers shines and Casey Thompson, not so much. You know, I mean, starts Logan starts. Is that the answer? But it's it's going to come down to so you get Logan Smothers, who may or may not have any have had any actual progress in the last couple of years. Um, and and I say that because of hold on, John. Um, oh, never mind, he's just choking. It's okay, uh, he's not reacting. (laughs) Um, but I say that because I think we can all agree that quarterback progression plateaued. Uh, so we get a new quarterback coach. Uh, we get a new kind of offensive unit coaching staff. We might see Logan Smothers shine. No. Nope. And we might see the same Logan Smothers. And I'm not I'm not trying to be negative on, on Logan Smothers. We all know certainly he's no Brody Bell. <laughs> oh my God. I can't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop doing that. Um <laughs> But uh, um, is who going by what you know now before spring? Who do you think starts in the fall? Casey Thompson. It, it would be Casey. Thompson. Casey Thompson. Yeah. Casey Thompson. They if if Logan Smothers was going is if Logan Smothers was going to be the starting quarterback in the fall, they would not have brought Casey Thompson in. Right, but but they're Logan, bringing him Logan in. Smothers doesn't fit the profile for the kind of offense that they're going to try to run next year. I love Logan Smothers, and I would love to see him excel. I'd love to see him out on the field. But you don't bring in Casey Thompson if he's not going to be the starting quarterback. That's what I'm thinking. I, I disagree with that. You, you can't have enough quarterbacks. Do well, you think but, there's going to be an honest-to-gosh quarterback competition yes, this spring, John? Yes, I don't. Yes. I, I think I think for the same reasons that Todd just said, you don't 
you don't go and bring bring in a replacement if you're perfectly happy with with what you got there. You don't know if your guy you got there isn't going to break his leg between now and August. Well, that could happen. You have to have how many kickers do we have on the roster? Forty three. It's yes. one third of so our how roster. Many quarter, how many quarterbacks do we have on the roster? Four. Six now. Oh, okay, fine. Five or six. Okay. Right. How many of those can play? One Big at a time. <laughs> Although I Logan guess a couple years ago. That wasn't okay. even funny and I laughed. That's all. <laughs> okay. A couple <laughs> years ago, a couple years ago, though, we did see Luke McCaffrey and Adrian Martinez on the field at the same time. So I, I you know, it's situational. But you have Logan. Let's put Smothers, all of our quarterbacks on the field at one time. You have Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, Richard Torres coming in. Matt and Mitch Masker, Mark <laughs> Marchford, Matt, <coughs> Mark what? Merker, Mark Merker. Right, but you, I mean, you need. I I would be of the opinion if I was doing this that we could still bring in Chubba Purdy, and I think that's a pretty valid thing to do. <clears throat> You know, I don't, I don't think that that's a bad idea either. You know, I, it, it just depends, you know, now with Oklahoma making him an offer, what's going to look good to, to Chubba Purdy. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to bring a guy like Chubba Purdy in because then I think we truly do have a quarterback competition following, you know, the era of Casey Thompson. Um. I still think Casey Thompson starts because he has experience. But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Heinrich Harbor will suddenly. I, yeah, and I say what I, I think there's something to say about Heinrich Harburg from again. You know, I saw him play. You know, at what ten plays maybe in the spring game. It's hard to say, but he's got the body type that apparently they're trying to recruit now. And he's got a, you know, from what people say, he's got an incredibly strong arm. So maybe, you know, maybe he is, in fact, the quarterback of the future. Richard Torres, you know, he's a big, tall kid, too. So Logan Smothers might be the odd guy out simply because he doesn't fit the fit the profile for the kind of quarterback. That you know have. what we have that we didn't have before? We have options. I know. I, know, I, know. I was going to say options. We have options. That's what we have, Todd. I like options. It's a nice, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> Todd, what would you do with? He must uh, have worn himself out because I figured he was going to respond with something. He's just sitting there like some goober. Todd, speaking yes, of goober options. shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let, 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 let's put this in. In um, this is going to sound horrible, and I apologize. Kind of. Well, let's put this in in terms that you can understand about options. You have Snickers, Milky Way, and Butterfinger. What uh, what which one are you going with there, bud? You get options. It's the same thing. Now I'm you got going Snickers. I'm going Snickers, but boy, I'll tell you what, it might be it might be tough to keep my hands off that Butterfinger. Is is that your pet name for your wife? <laughs> No, that's my. No, I'm not. No, yeah, I'm not no. let's go there. Come on, Todd. No, no. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. We'd have to. We'd have to find a new host when he went home. <laughs> He'd be dead. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay, what's what? Okay, Casey Thompson. What else we got going? Well, we picked up a couple of other, you know, uh, well, SEC players. It sounds like um, running back DeAndre Robinson from Texas A and M. I don't even know if the guy played, but he sounds like he's, you know, stat wise, you know, profile wise, sounds like he's a thumper. And um, then Trey Palmer from LSU, who's a wide receiver and a and a return specialist. What what they he's ran back he ran back a touchdown on a kickoff last year and ran back one on a punt, which she's wouldn't that be nice, you know, to see uh, wearing Husker red, um, somebody that can do that. So, you know, uh, the uh, Mickey Joseph influence. Um, you know, is having an impact um, with, you know, bringing that recruit on. And, and I think his, I think the fact that we have him, we're going to see more and more players, you know, that he makes connections with. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just like with uh, free agency in the coaching market, apparently, as well as free agency in the uh, uh, players market anymore, you know, Lincoln Riley, it's a, Surprising to me that they just haven't put a bus outside uh, the the locker room at OU and loaded it up with guys to go out to USC. That's where Caleb Williams, I'll bet, ends up. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. So we got a new quarterback, we got a new receiver, we got a new running back. Yep. Kind of like the Holy Trinity, huh? <laughs> so uh regarding deandre jackson uh mm-hmm. courtesy of uh our excellent uh contributor uh jill heemster there at coordination uh from her article about the his announcement he was a three-star recruit who redshirted for the aggies in 2020 played in four games in 2021 um four years to play but has used his red shirt so it's like so, we got a freshman running back. Yeah. Uh, 5'11", 215 from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Another so Georgia running like back. He, he's got a good frame. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it also adds uh, – let's look at where the running back room sits now. You know, you've got Jackson, uh, Ramir Johnson – um uh Gabe yeah. Irvin yeah. uh yeah. and uh, um uh, thank you so there's and again four I think Brody maybe, Bell fuck you <laughs> oh he's he's there I mean what isn't he isn't he a receiver he's yeah. everything Greg he can play anything he was our leading was. rusher towards the end of the season he's yeah. probably solidified his place in the running back room I, you know, I hate you guys. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Um, yeah, he jack of all trades, Brody Belt. Uh, let's never forget him. Uh, we'll line him up with Wildcat and and go to t- you know just run roughshod. Watch out, Big Ten. Um, I know I'm missing some people, and so I apologize to those. But it, th- those are the names that we know who have played in a college football game. Anyway, I'm probably missing some. It's what I do. Um, I, I like the variety, you know. Yes, sir. Marquis Step. So you're missing. 
Ah, uh, thank you so much. Because yeah. Morrison Co- Co- Cooper Jew, I, I think, saw the field maybe for one or two plays, but he was a walk on from Omaha. But uh, that's about it. I mean, there's some at... other guys. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster. Well, I Emmett Johnson, Emmett Johnson will come in uh, from Minneapolis this coming season. I mean, we have a crap ton of running backs. Which but we I, always do. We have options. <laughs> I'm going Maybe to that we should well. run those options. Oh God! Can, can we run it out? I. You know what? We saw this a lot in the. Bo Pelini era. I think the Tim Beck uh, version of, of the Bo Pelini offense, when we had a lot of options in the running back room, I would love to see more diamond formation. Well, I get it'll be interesting when the spring game rolls around to see what Mark Whipple's going to put together. Because I, I think that he has, I think we have a good set of offensive players. We just really. I mean, we have skill position players all over the place. We, I think we have this – put it this way. We have good enough skill position players to compete well in the Big Ten West, and that's really what we need to do. What we have to figure out is what the hell we're going on with the offensive line. Well, let me just follow with what Greg said there too. I, I think one of the things that has impressed me with, with Scott Frost has been the creative what – yeah, I know – um, the creative ways that he has put the option on the field, um, you know, from different sets, you know, and, and in different ways, uh, you know, now many times he's using a wide out as the pitch man. Um, but I think, you know, with Mark Whipple, even with his offense and that type of thing, you know, we've said it before, Scott Frost is going to have influence in the offense, so I would be surprised if we don't continue to see some kind of option football. Todd, are you feeling okay? Um, <laughs> I, 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 bend over. I need to check, take your temperature. Wait a minute. This ain't that kind of show. <laughs> I promise, folks, there, there's nothing but water in my cup, but uh, it's been a day and a half, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm feeling – I, I a little chip on my shoulder. So if I'm if I'm extra antagonistic, I apologize. Kind of, uh, it's just the way it's been. So um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't either. I was just trying to not <laughs> say really nasty things. Oh, anyway, hey, wow. uh, why why would you, why would that stop you, John? Because they were really really nasty, and I try to have some semblance of decency, you know, shit asses. Anyway, then then we got a new coach. What are you thinking? <laughs> this is, we have a whole off season to live it's like through. show and tell. It's, it's a tape dispenser. First grade Mrs. Allen's room. Here's Greg, what did you bring to show and tell today? I brought this official Pittsburgh Steeler helmet. Oh, wait a minute. Business card holder. Holy shit, dude. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, Bill Bush has been officially designated. Special teams coordinator. What do you That's think really... of that, Todd? I like it. I I guess, you know, there is that, you know, part of the fan base that says, well, if he's so dang good, why did we play special teams so bad this year? Well, he was a defensive analyst. 
And, you know, that isn't, I'm not so stupid to think that he wasn't at least, you know, in on some conversations about special teams, but that wasn't his role. And, you know, he's proven himself as a special teams coach, but I think the other thing that he brings to the table is he's a hell of a recruiter. And, you know, at least when he's out there coaching, we do have somebody whose primary responsibility is special teams. And, you know, I know that there are some people, one of our coaches even said, maybe it was one of our coaches, somebody said that the problem with our special teams, you know, wasn't the scheme, it was our specialists. Well, that's just, it's that, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like uh, I don't want the blame. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know whatever. what? If if, if Connor Culp has has problems or anxiety or any kind of problems with his mentality when he goes to kick the ball, who's supposed to straighten help straighten him out? Well, the coaches. Well, yeah, maybe and- maybe a head coach could come up to him and calm him. Maybe a head coach could come up to him and say, hey, you know, it's okay, man. We're going to get this Maybe done. the head coach could stop the press conference midstream and say something along the line about what this young man has contributed to the program and how sometimes you have these kinds of days and nobody should pile on him because they got beat. Maybe, that, you know, that was a really a nice coach. Maybe there's a head coach that's done something like that before. <laughs> there was a really nice moment by Nick Saban. Yes. Why? <clears throat> we're, we're, and I get, I'm, I'm from a different generation. I'm a little old school. <laughs> Which is funny with you old farts. I was going to uh, say, Greg. <laughs> but do we I, – I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Todd. But do – I mean, these are young men, you know, but they're men. They're, they're not kids. Can we say, you know what, he's done a lot for the program, but how, how, how much hand-holding do we have to do? Well, okay, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Greg. But, you know, there was a period of time and, you know, I, I'm not I don't have this much in-depth knowledge, but I'm sure I'm sure the football program has sports psychologists. I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack Stark used to be the guy. And I mean, you think of all of the accolades that Tom Osborne gave, you know, to the impact that he made. Um, and and to to your point, uh, Jack Stark, uh, our friends at the Big Red Cobcast who are you know they don't record anymore but i believe all of their archives are still in place they have talked with jack stark so i encourage anybody to go out and and you know look for that episode um and and i don't because i i'm a bad fan i guess i watch the game then i go on with my day and i don't sit there and i don't watch all the post-game press conferences so everything i hear is kind of you know like secondhand it's hearsay it's uh bitching about what was or was not said or how something was said in in the press conference. But these conversations, are, I, if I was a, a player, I, I've got to really stretch my imagination for that. I think I would be more okay with my coach, you know, being a little more like, I don't know, tough love or whatever, however you want to put it in public. But, you know, pull me aside and be like, hey, man, you know, just so you know, 
we know you're giving it your all out there. We're like, why, why do we care? Why do we care about press conferences? Why? Because it, it, because it has such an impact on, on the attitudes uh, and perceptions of the fan base. You know, there have been times on here, Greg, that John has said that the last thing Scott Frost, you know, should do is talk on a microphone. You know, why can't mm-hmm. he, you know, he needs to delegate that out to, you know, maybe I do know that Jen Psaki is not planning to be the White House spokesperson <laughs> for the entire uh, uh, administration of, of Joe Biden. She's made it clear that she's only going to stick around for a couple of years. She'll be on the free agency market. Maybe Nebraska could hire Jen Psaki. And she can come and be the official spokesperson for Nebraska football. John, can you remove Todd from this conversation? <laughs> you know, I think the problem is when the problem is when you say this is a specialist problem, you just painted everybody with the same fucking brush. I, you know what you I mean? Know, and that's true. And that's what bothers me about that. And you know what, Greg, I'll bet you, I'll bet you Scott Frost had a lot of fathers and I'm, you know, I know it sounds like a, jerk statement but i'm sure that he did put his arm around connor culp i'm sure that he did chew connor culp's but i'm sure that he did whatever he could to try to help connor culp be be successful Uh, i'll bet he did but you know some of the things that are said publicly when you know it, it it doesn't help matters from my perspective you know hindsight's 2020 Maybe Connor Culp should have put on been put on the bench a couple of games sooner than what he actually was. You know, he uh, maybe something else should have happened to, to to help that young man cope with it. He wasn't missing, you know, extra points because of physical problems. He was missing them because of the mental problems. I watched, you can say it. I watched can... sixty minutes on Sunday night where they interviewed all these kickers, and you know that uh, Morton Anderson, one of the greatest kickers of all time was asked how much of kicking field goals is physical and how much of it is mental. And Morton Anderson said 90% of it is mental and the other 10% is mental. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't Morton Anderson, the guy that didn't miss a field goal all year and then missed that NFC title game uh, for the Vikings. Wasn't that Anderson? It was Morton Anderson. He's got a special place of Vikings fans hearts. (laughs) But, you know, here's the deal. We've got new place kickers, new punter, new return specialist. Hopefully the long snapper's coming back. Um, we got a new long snapper, too. Okay. Um, what else do you need? A we coach. Need, we got a coach. We, we got a coach. We got a wide receiver coach that said every wide receiver will play on special teams. I think we have a defensive back coach that says every defensive back will play on special teams. Okay. So make it work. So do you think that's going to happen, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that was a long pause. Here's the thing. You know, I, I just don't, in in my former profession there was a saying what gets monitored gets done what gets what has value 
gets attention. So everybody's watching out for special teams and this year will become Iowa. (laughs) Terrible. I understand what you're saying. I do. And, and I'm fine with, you know, it, what is it? 120 guys on the roster and 80 of them being on special teams, even better (laughs) if they're all on special teams at the same time. You know, yeah, like, I was going to say that would fill a lot of links. 180 guys, <laughs> go, 120 guys going down. <laughs> but again, like I'm, and I'm not, look, I know I come across as a Scott Frost apologist. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I know Todd disagrees with me very vehemently. Um, I have moved to the middle. You're Switzerland. Okay, Switzerland. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't say neutral. I said middle. <laughs> <laughs> He's an independent. I am. Look, the biggest problem Nebraska football had is our offense. If you lay this out, everybody wants to blame special teams, but if our offense was able to score in the red zone last year, it negates all the missed we, field goal. We wouldn't have all these discussions about Connor Culp. He'd so, probably still be on the team. So, what do you do when you have a problem? You fix it. And let's be honest. Right now, we've looked at what's happened. Is this? Scott Frost looked at himself and said, maybe I'm not a good, I need to stay out of the offense. Hired offensive coordinator, hired a new wide receivers coach. We're going to get a running back coach. He's replaced all of his offensive staff. So maybe he is fixing this. I guess I don't really have a choice in the matter. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We have a new quarterback who can score touchdowns in the red zone, which is something our other quarterback couldn't do. And either that was play calling or because he couldn't complete passes even though he had a really giant tight end that's going to play in the NFL, he could have thrown the ball to. Uh, we have a new guy that's coming in as a receiver to join a receiving room that's pretty talented by itself, and he can also keep return punts and kicks. You know, we got a new running back. We've got, you know, we got shit for a recruiting class, but apparently our transfer portal class is pretty highly ranked. So we got two guess, other, we got two be, other really good wide receivers. I'm not guys. neutral. I'm just going to be in the middle. And, you know, Which I, means I'm, I'm going to be a, a double spy for the for the second time tonight. Greg, hold hold on here. I think every move, excuse me, I think the majority of moves that Scott Frost has made since the end of the season have been good moves. Who are you? <laughs> like you're being so kind all of a sudden. What the? Or have you been? Re- are you, are you have you been replaced by an alien? Are you a pod person right now? Call it's it as holiday. I see it. Call it holiday as I see it. I still think he's holiday a shitty head coach, but I think that there's he's, yeah, he, there what he's is. done so far. You know, maybe maybe he'll change my mind next year. So what you're telling me is that in the five weeks, six weeks since the end of Nebraska's football season, hard to believe it's been that long. I know uh, that a shitty head coach your words not mine mm-hmm. has at, at least done enough to make you smile a little bit by yeah. wait 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 don't interrupt me asshole uh, <laughs> by removing some of the glad handing yes men and bringing in people who actually know what they're doing 
I think he's brought in some good coaches and I think he's brought in some good transfers. And I think that will position the offense uh, to perform better. Uh, hopefully they get that running back coach set in place so that Mark Whipple can work with the entire offensive staff and, and uh, you know, they can develop the cohesion that they need to have so that when they go into spring practice, they've got a plan. They can teach the offense to the players and that when the fall rolls around there, they hit the ground running with whatever the new offense is going to be. I'm glad you mentioned so far uh, the lack of running back coach. Uh, friend of the show, Josh, uh, if he's listening, uh, asked me a question I don't have an answer for. He said, how do they bring in a, a running back without a running back coach unless they know who that running back coach is going to be? I, I mean, I, I feel like there has to be, you know, like, hey, we've got it down to, you know, we know who it's going to be. We just can't announce it because they're still coaching. We know who it's going to be. You know, we can't announce it because the terms aren't finished yet. But we, I mean, when, when you're talking with uh, DeAndre Jackson, like, this is going to be your 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 unit coach, your position coach. You have to you have to know that right before you sign somebody. Or am I off base? No, I, and if, I if I'm off might, base, we had to wait till Georgia was finished. Mm. I don't uh, know. I think you could it, kids choose places to go for all sorts of different reasons. I mean, if he looked at what Mark Whipple is doing, and somebody <laughs> said, you know, I mean, if you were that kid, that young man, what would you what would you ask about where you were going to go? I mean, the question you have to ask is, how am I going to fit into this offense? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, am I going to start? I mean, if you're just kind am of I a jerk. Get an opportunity? Or, right. What, how would I fit into this offense? And then if they describe it to you, you can kind of go, oh, well, maybe that sounds pretty good. Well, it sounds a lot better than these guys over here. And now that George is nearly finished, I think that they'll name the coach. I mean, I'm fairly certain that the game's over, right? They won, so. They should be finished, No, you've right? got to have the Republican primary, and then Herschel Walker is going to come and be the coach. You don't have uh, to explain that reference. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're real Moving proud of yourself, do we have any, aren't do you? We have any, do we have any other topics? as much topic? speculation as everybody else is making. Do we have any other topics? Uh, we could talk God. about – Men's basketball. They played a close one against Illinois, and Illinois is a top 25 team. Uh, they were – correct me if I'm wrong, John. You probably have more knowledge on this than Todd. Todd doesn't understand basketball. He's a wrestling head. Uh, they were up by two or down by two at halftime. I think they were up by two. I had 34-31 they were up. Okay, so up by three. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know the exact score. Uh, end up losing by 10, but perhaps one of their better showings, uh, again, against uh, – you know, a top 25 team, and then they're going to get uh, a much needed boost uh, in, in the form of Trey McGowan uh, when they take on Purdue next, which I don't know when that game is going to be. It might've already Friday. been by the time. Okay. So this episode will be heard before that. So I'm, I'm not out of date. <laughs> I think the thing is, is when you look at this basketball team, uh, the way they played recently is that they can play with anybody in the big 10 because they, we weren't saying that a week or two ago. They took Ohio State to overtime. They could have won that where not for two free throws. Uh, they played Illinois, a team that is just a, you know, a nightmare because that freaking Kofi Cokeburn, you son of a bitch. I can't stand that guy. 
I really can't. Tell, tell, I don't know. Tell me about him. Tell, tell me about that. He is a giant fucking monster human being. And you, you know what? Derek Walker, our big guy, our really our only good big guy. I think Edward Andre is Eduardo Andre is coming along, but he's got a ways to go. But Derek Walker has played way better than I think anybody could have imagined. And I think he played Coburn, Coburn, Kofi Coburn. Uh, otherwise, you got to pronounce his name Cockburn, and it you know that just sounds that doesn't sound painful. Good. No. Yeah. Anyway, Coburn is. Uh, I mean, he's probably going to. Was he Big Ten Player of the Year last year? He's up there. He's no, probably going to be the, the other, Player of the Year last or this year. The other, the other kid that Illinois had, uh, other kid, other young man Illinois had who got went to the NBA. I think he was the Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I, um, he was a kid who late in the season like had a broken nose or something like that. Had to wear right. wear the the protective mask. So. I yeah, think they've shown they can play. They just got to get rid of dumb possessions. And, you know, they at the end of the game, I mean, the end of the Illinois game, they kind of just faded. So it's and like they're does, playing 38 minutes and not, mm-hmm. you know, the full game. Where does that blowout against Rutgers fit in? Yeah, that happens. You know, when I – you earlier – that just happens in, in basketball. It does. Okay. You know what I was looking at earlier? When I said I was on Twitter, Pulling Arkansas was Arkansas was leading Missouri forty nine to fifteen at half. So that, those kinds of games just happen, you know. And Rutgers is not a bad team. Nope. And if you're playing on the road in the Big Ten, anything can happen. You also look at, uh, you know, what Nebraska was doing. What was, they played two road games before that. Then they had to go back home, and then they had to go fly to Rutgers. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so the turnaround there is kind of tough. The key to the Big Ten for us, for Nebraska, is finishing at 500. It really is. Nebraska needs to find a win. Yeah, they do. They prove to the players on the team that they can compete in the Big Ten. Yeah. They need to find a win. The the problem with the fading at the end of the games is uh, the, the lack of experience. Leadership. Yeah, it's a leadership thing on the floor. I mean, you can you can just tell. Yeah, they got out against Illinois and they were up, I don't know, 16 to 4. I mean, they had a big lead early. And then Illinois went on some monster 27 to 2 run. And then Nebraska actually tied it and led at half. So, you know, they've kind of figured out, okay, we can do some of this stuff, but it's the end of the game where they need somebody that's gonna go, okay, here's what's gonna happen now. Somebody you that know? wants the ball. And yeah. somebody that's somebody that has, you know, the ability to step their game up when the team needs them the most. And somebody's going to have to emerge in that role. You know, I mean, Coburn got uh, was out of the game at the end of the game, and uh, Payne came in, and they just Illinois just stepped up their game, and they have players and they have experience, and there you go. So, I I guess I have more hope. Uh, for Fred Hoiberg than uh, a lot of people do. And that's probably a good thing since apparently we've now heard that he had a uh, silent extension given to him. I don't know how yeah. I want, I want you both of you to explain this to me. We have an athletic department that's more leaky than Louisiana, the Louisiana 
Lusitania. Oh, God damn it. The ship that got torpedoed in 1915. She sunk in 18 minutes. Lusitania. Lusitania. God, sometimes it, John, my brain how, how just did goes, you forget that? You were on. I the ship. didn't forget it. It was in there. It wouldn't come out. This happens sometimes. It's the hypothermia in the rowboat. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we have that that leaky an athletic department, and apparently nobody knew about this extension for an $18 million buyout until just recently. What the fuck is I going the on feeling, in our athletic department? Why I, I get the feeling that there were two people. Maybe three. You probably have to run it past an accountant or something like that, you know. Something, but I have a feeling that this was something that was kept not not necessarily secret, but it was one of those like Bill Moose knew, and Fred Hoiberg knew, and whoever had to you know notarize it knew. I don't think this was, and, and I think it was. I love the Huskers. I love the Huskers. I think it comes across exactly as shady as it sounds. You know, because at at that point, depending on what part of 2020 it was in, Fred Hoiberg had coached a year. That was it. You know, uh, his first his his first season was uh, 2019, 2020. It started off, of course, with the bonding trip to uh, Italy uh, or, or Europe or wherever, you know, they they chronicled that for on the Big Ten Network, which was fun to watch. Uh, and it ended uh, with the last basketball game of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, that Nebraska lost to Indiana and then the world shut down and somewhere in there amidst the pandemic of everything going on, Bill Moose is breaking necks and writing checks. Well, you, know, you think, it, think about this for a minute. He apparently gave Scott Frost a contract that had no performance, whatever in it. And then he gave Hoiberg. What else would you do for the favored native son, John? Jeez. He's I, Scott know, I, fucking Frost. I liked Bill Moose, but I'm glad he's gone because if he'd have stayed around in a few more years, we would have had an absolute fucking disaster of an athletic department. Well, we heard, I, I rumors, add- that, we heard rumors that there were all sorts of financial concerns when he was at Oregon. I want to, I want to run this scenario past you guys. If you put performance requirements standards whatever in in frost's contract that he you know at least four years in has not met and you have to let him go who the hell are you gonna get <laughs> and, and, we and already I mean, did this no 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 i know any but coach your 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 mom my mom's not gonna do it all right she's not interested they gave uh, 18 million dollars to your mom Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but she's going to try to work remotely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but who are you going? I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, John. You're going to have to back up a dump truck and not one of like the small dump trucks that are used in like municipalities. But I'm talking one of those big ass quarry dump trucks full of cash and dump it on somebody's line. Quit shaking your head, Todd. You know it's true because there is a stigma at Nebraska. You know what? We we brought it. We Not we as in like the fan base, but uh, after Coach Osborne left, he had appointed his successor, Frank Solich, right, wrong, or, or indifferent. 
you know, and administration let him go after a nine win, 10 win season. Then we brought in Bill Callahan clearly didn't work out. It was a, 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 a clash of, of cultures and he was let go. And Tom Osborne brought in Bo Pelini. Now Bo Pelini had success. He had a ceiling, but he had success and a bad attitude. And he was kicked, you know, sent uh, packing by the administration. And then they went the complete opposite of Bo Pelini, hired Mr. Rogers himself. And it has been, and I'm not saying like we wouldn't have sunk down uh, under Bo Pelini, but under Mike Riley, buddy, we weren't, we weren't doing real well. And Bill Moose came in and brought Scott Frost and, and you, I, you can shake your head. You can, you can say, Oh, but you're going to have to pay somebody because there's a lot of baggage that comes with being the head coach because there's the standard. There's the, I don't know. No, not the standard. There's the expectation. There's the uh, fantasy world that Husker fans I'm guilty living. You know, we, we, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. Y'all got me talking. Yo, Casey Thompson. We got Mark Whipple. We got, we actually got a special teams coordinator. We got a defense that, that didn't have many changes on the coach's staff. Buddy, that, that Kool-Aid's done pretty good. Mm, you know what I mean? We do the this. Coach at every, North Dakota State. The coach in North Dakota State. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's won okay. Championships. He's won national champ, and, and I'm not minimizing. <laughs> I'm not minimizing his accomplishments. But Different. Well, my point is, is that you don't. You know, how's Texas feeling about backing that Corey-sized dump truck up with Sarkeesian and Tom Herman before him? Didn't work out so well. Who was Bob Devaney before they hired him? But you can't make comparisons from 2022 to 1950-whatever. Why not? Who's, who is the next generation of coaches? Matt Campbell. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All I wanted to point out is that, it, I mean, Bill Moose gave Fred Hoiberg $18 million buyout. That's yeah. a fucking shit ton of – I don't care if you're God for a Nebraska basketball program – and you get fired, it should be worth about five dollars. It's ridiculous. It's terrible. It's ridiculous. That, that I just kind you of gotta money. wonder what else what else he was managing that poorly. Apparently, the entire athletic department. How can he manage it when he's on a damn horse out in Montana? And do you think that in the next now that this is public, and again, now that the product is not you know showing itself. Trev's going to have to come in and try to rework that, right? I mean, he did something similar for Scott uh, or, or for or to Scott, I guess, probably more accurately uh, uh, phrased back uh, uh, months ago during the football season. So that's after the season, you think that number's got to come down. You know, it's at least cut in half, in my opinion. Well, Fred Hoiberg's got something that Scott Frost doesn't. And that's a lot of, how do you pronounce the word, cachet? Fred Hoiberg doesn't need Nebraska's job. Well, that Fred is Hoiberg can go into the front office and damn near any NBA team and get paid very, very well. If that's what he wants to do. 
Fred Hoiberg wants to coach basketball. And so he's here coaching basketball. Okay. Here's, here's another thing that was just announced tonight. I, I, I real quick before you do that, John, I do want to follow up to Todd's uh, statement there. Todd, in your opinion, we all know that you hate Scott Frost. Uh, you think no, he's a, a, a piece of head coach. You think he's a piece of shit head coach and a piece of shit human being. We get it. No, um, I said he's a shitty head coach. <laughs> I did not say he's a piece of shit. I did not say he's a piece of shit human being. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I could. I'm judging the act, not the person. I know, wow. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and I think I, he's kind of shady myself, but whatever. <laughs> my my question is, do you feel made. like, do you feel that the longer Scott Frost is at Nebraska, the farther his stock falls? Not if he wins. Well, no shit. <laughs> but I, uh, here's the deal, Greg. I think... <laughs> I think Scott Frost can have a winning football team next year. I think it's possible. Yeah, I think you're like I me. Think it in, was in possible that we, with his former coaching staff. But I, I feel like let's see what happens. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, I, I feel like you and I agree on one thing. At at times, and and I'd say the majority of the time, uh, the the person standing in Scott Frost's success more often than not is Scott Frost. Yes. See, we can, we can get along. We and can pull out a long conversation one night about all those little things, <laughs> the intangibles and that kind of stuff yeah. that have not been infused in this program. That's why I'm kind of excited about having Mark Whipple come because I, I hope that he's got that veteran experience where, you know, there is a degree of accountability. That's the thing that makes me feel the most positive about, the cha- some of the changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, All right, and John, I apologize. Go spend a week with Nick Saban over the summer and learn about putting accountability into your program. Maybe that'll happen. Mm. John, I apologize because I, I interrupted you earlier. Uh, you were going to say something, and I'd really like to hear it. I'm sorry. Uh, from the Omaha paper, as of tonight, report Trev Alberts considering change in Nebraska's multimedia rights management. If you guys remember, here's the, here's the lead to this story. Less than a year after former Nebraska athletic director Bill Musk took, took the school's multimedia rights operation in-house, new AD Trev Alberts will consider dismantling it and having an outside media organization handle the operation You know, that this exactly says to me that uh, Bill Moose kind of, I don't know what he was doing, but uh, there's only one reason why Trev Alberts would do this. And the reason why Trev Alberts would do this is because they got a bad deal in doing this before and it cost them a bunch of money. And here it is. And you walked away from a $13 million contract from Learfield, which is Learfield IMG. There are, I, man. I think that our athletic department under Bill Moose was a, a fucked up mess and Trev Alberts actually was hired to clean it all up. And he wasn't really hired to just come in and fire Scott Frost like a lot of people think he was, but he does have a lot of cleanup to do. We, we uh, touched on this briefly before we start rolling sound and the, the consensus, I feel like 
between the three of us, and I may be wrong, I don't ever want to try to speak for anybody, including Todd, although sometimes it's fun to get his uh, – <laughs> Get his blood pressure going up a little bit. Uh, we were talking about, you know, <laughs> uh, one of the things that became apparent to Scott Frost and then the world uh, after that first season, he didn't know how big of a hole he had to dig the program out of. You know, he didn't know how how bare the cupboards were, et cetera. It can be said, I think, similarly, that we had no idea the overall health of the athletic department uh, in general under Bill Moose and we're starting to find, you know, we talked about the, uh, the secret contract extension and, and buyout increase for Hoiberg, this situation here, there's a chance that old Trev didn't know what he was stepping into either. And now he's just trying, trying to, um, you know, put it all back together before he has to cut wrestling. What, uh, what else are we going to find out? He's going to have to cut wrestling. No, I'm God. <laughs> there will be things burning if that happens. Oh, for sure. Uh, what else are we going to find out? What else don't we know? I don't know because we don't know yet, John. It's pretty common sense. Huh? Easy to see that one. Wow. Where else could this hit? Uh, I'll tell you what. Now? I want as, as long as baseball and volleyball remain untarnished by the overall stink i'm pretty i'm pretty happy but we have to remember will bolt was hired by bill moose so who knows okay let's can we take a step back here just a second Uh-oh. so uh, how a contract extension with hoiberg that wasn't made public uh, a bad decision on how to handle media rights that doesn't reek of scandal. I'm not talking about scandal. I'm talking about not being good at managing. Ineptitude. Yeah. Yeah. Being lousy. Just, just, running, just messy. Being lousy at handling your money. And what? 29 million shortfall this football season. Is that? That's what, that's what we were told. That's what we were told. Okay, if if now I want you to think about that a minute. What did they say that that twenty nine million came from? They came that came from not having butts in the seats, right? That how can you how can you have a twenty nine million loss when you've sold every game out if it's butts in the seats? Twenty twenty, because they didn't have fans. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere in here. Are we, are we missing that because of that? Or are we missing that because of uh, this whole Learfield IMG media rights stuff got all fucked up and we're not getting the money back from that? Or is that on top of the <laughs> well, $29 say, million dollar deficit? If you, you know, and then the that, that's the problem yeah. is that right. this start, it, is this going to continue to be, you know, a problem? Are we going to hear in about three, four weeks or a month or six months? Oh shit! Well, the athletic department's down another twenty million dollars because of bad decision making over here and bad decision making over here. I don't think we're going to hurt so much that you know people with money aren't going to bail them out of something. I mean, they're building a palace anyway, but it, you know, I mean, it still points to you really need to have your shit together. Does any of this affect the football program's performance? You know, I 
I, I am of the opinion that when you have a good, an organization that runs well, everything inside that organization runs well. And when you have dysfunctional organizations, it's like having a, a you know, it, things inside the, the organizations just don't move well and they do affect other operations. You know what I mean? So is this, a, did Bill Moose signing a silent extension with Hoiberg affect anything else in the department? Uh, you know what, I, I'm not going to say it's directly led to losses, but at the same time, you know, it's probably leading to other people not doing their jobs very well. Well, it, it could lead to, it could lead to some probably far-fetched. You managed, you managed an entire high school full coaches. of people. Huh? You managed an entire high school full of yeah. people for years. Okay. It, it, what it, happens when Bobby Sue is not doing worth the shit and Jimmy Bob is working his ass off. Yeah. Does Jimmy Bob look over there and get affected no, by that? Yeah, that was what I was trying to say. It could it could impact, you know, the the relationships with other coaches. It could really, you know, it, it could have that kind of an impact on the department. And, you know, it that sucks. I mean, the whole thing sucks. Um, that the department, you know, which. It hasn't been that long ago that people held the University of Nebraska's athletic department up there in the top five athletic departments in the country. Right. You know, mentioned in the same breath with Ohio State, Texas, you know. And that isn't just how much money or what their budget is. It's how they function. It's going to be an interesting offseason. For more ways than 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 we're just looking at Scott Frost over and over and over. Yeah, the 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 off the field storylines will be as I think it, ex, not not exciting in like the you know, but as interesting as as the on the field. You know what's going to happen? What's the depth chart going to be look uh, going to look like? Is it going to be uh, one half the conversation is like what's the budget? You know, that type of thing. So I'll point out what other thing we're still waiting on new. We waited forever for Bill Bush to be officially announced. Uh, we didn't hear about the offensive coordinator for quite a while. We're still waiting on a running best coach. Do you remember when Trev Alves was hired? But they had, they had to do the press conference immediately because it was leaked anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So have because Trev Alberts came into the department, have we found our leakers and squished them? Those shit asses. <laughs> I mean, I find that personally upsetting that people leak shit to the media before mm -hmm. you can't have a proper announcement. You can't have a, a job, a department that does its job. Has that looks like maybe that's ended to a certain extent. So is that a sign that Trev Alberts is cleaning up the athletic department? Or am I just am I just like confirmation bias reading shit into shit? John, I, I like where your head's at. I uh, I definitely hope I, I, like you, I don't like things to be spoiled. You know, I, I want I want yeah. there to be official words and not yep. speculation, not rumor and innuendo. Yeah. I <laughs> got into window. a Twitter fight with a wrestling Twitter guy about releasing 
decisions that athletes were making before the athlete had a chance, you know, or the department. And uh, I was actually surprised while I, it was interesting that I had some supporters. I was actually surprised how many people took the other side, but. Wow. Yeah. Let's just shit on the young people. <laughs> yeah. That's a story from the other day. Yeah. You know, the, the, Trev Alberts has got a big job and Scott Frost has got a big job and, you know, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the wrestling season. I'm going to enjoy the baseball season and I am not here's, here's so that, so that um, there's, so that John is more comfortable in the middle. I am not going to mention starting February one, I will go a month without mentioning Scott Frost. I will not talk about Scott Frost. I will not mention his name in vain. I'm going to quit drinking alcohol in February too. So wow. days. No challenge. They're picking the shortest month. We Jeez. expect you to keep a journal. No alcohol, no Scott <laughs> Frost. Todd, can I can I join you on that no alcohol? Sure. It'd be sure. I'll be a real joy to fucking live with. Let me tell you. And, and you're right. It is the shortest month. I want to see if I can make that. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did give up alcohol uh, earlier this year, from the end of May to the end of August. And, and yeah, which was tough I, that, because that's grilling season, you know. And what I like to do is I like to sit outside while I'm grilling and have a beer or two or six. We'll, no, we'll stop counting. <laughs> uh, I, no, it was never, you know, um, but I just, I just like, I told myself you're fat. You don't need beer. Cause that's what I drink is beer. And, uh, uh, and then I lost 14 pounds in June and then I found them all. So. Okay. I bring I'm bringing up the Trev Alberts thing for a very specific reason. Yeah, because I'm concerned about that because you told us before we started recording, under no circumstances are <laughs> we supposed to even hint, breathe a hint of a of a note about this. So uh, when you well, went, well, then I I saw the Omaha paper. It put something out. So about that it. makes it okay. Oh, well, okay. that makes it much mm. more high profile. Whereas the Sports Business Journal, I mean, who fucking reads that? You did you apparently. Know, <laughs> I do look. I do look at the sports business journal, but I'm bringing this up about Trev Alberts very for a very specific reason, and that's because there is a video of me on YouTube ripping that whole decision apart and hating the idea that we hired Trev Alberts in the first place. And I'm not going to go back a hundred percent and say I was wrong, but I am going to say it's probably maybe like eighty eight point five. You were 88.5% wrong or you're still yeah, pretty, you know, kind of, you know, I just hold on a little bit so I can maybe eke back to like 83. I wasn't a fan of the hire either. And I'm never going to be a Trev Albers fan. Never. Well, because we know why. It's nice to know that he seems to be competent in the job he was hired to do. For good old we'll see what you said. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Trevor Roberts going forward. Uh, can I ask you a question? 
You both got what? No, this is a, this is a serious question. This is Husker related. It's okay. one of Todd's favorite topics to talk about as far as wrestling. Do you foresee, be it for the purposes of Title Nine or or otherwise, do you foresee Nebraska adding women's wrestling? Wow, that's out of the blue. No, yeah, I, yeah. I'm thinking about I'm, yes. I'm thinking about the Trav yeah. Albert situation. Yeah. What yeah. happened at UNO? Uh, and I'm like, well, I don't think we're really. I mean, we could add hockey because you can always have men's and women's hockey. I would, I would love Husker hockey, um, but women's wrestling. You have the facilities. I feel like you know it. I, I feel like, it, and this is what chaps my ass looking back now about my high school. My high school didn't have football at the time I was there. They don't have wrestling still, um, but it's not Nebraska. Like wrestling is not a a big thing in Illinois in smaller communities, or at least in my area. But uh, I feel like, and Todd, you would, I think probably know more of this from the administrative side, but I feel like wrestling is one of the lower budget sports uh, programs to, to offer. So I feel like there's low risk, high reward in something like that. And, and, and uh, we've talked about women's wrestling here before. So I, I, I'm just curious your take. Yeah, the, we'll do it. Yes. The, I'm going to do yeah. this first. I take this first. You go ahead. You go ahead. Motherfucker. And I'll follow up with the facts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. I'll tell you, I'll say this. Nebraska is going to do women's wrestling because Nebraska is a very progressive state when it comes to women. And the reason for that is because Nebraska women are tough as fucking nails and they're mean as hell. And I am, that is not an insult in any, that is those, that is a statement of pride. You know, and I married a Nebraska girl and she could beat the shit out of 85% of the men I've ever met in my life. And I think that Nebraska knowing that it would be something like volleyball. I mean, when you look at volleyball in the state of Nebraska, volleyball has progressed as a sport throughout this nation because of this tiny itty bitty lowly populated state in the middle of the entire country and the coaches we produced and the people that we produced to to make that sport what it is so if we want to do the same thing with wrestling the opportunity's there and i think that uh, you know nebraska nebraska has a i think just a attitude about itself that we don't talk about a lot and that's this Settling this state was so fucking difficult when we first started that there wasn't any of this gender shit going on. Everybody that had to be on a farm had to contribute. There wasn't any of this, oh, the women are weak stuff. The women were tough as fuck. The men had to be tough as fuck. And they all had to work together to make it a state. And I think that same thing still exists in the core of Nebraska's heart. And that's why we're going to add wrestling. What's, what about your facts, Todd? first domino fell back in the fall and that's when the university of iowa announced that they were going to add women's wrestling and the university of iowa was the first of the power conference schools to add women's wrestling there there has been women's wrestling at the collegiate level for 10 years and it's it's grown very very fast but it outside of just a couple of small division 1 programs that don't have men's wrestling. Everything has been at the division two, II, division three and the NAIA levels. But when Iowa announced that they were going to add women's wrestling, and I think it's 23, 24, might be 22, 23. 
And they hired a coach by the name of Clarissa Chung, who's an Olympic, I believe, gold medalist to be their head coach. That's the first domino that had to fall. Now, there hasn't been another Division I power conference school announced that it's going to go forward with it, but there will be. Nebraska officially sanctioned girls wrestling at the high school level for this season. So the base is being built. So does Nebraska add it? Yes. And because women in Nebraska are tough as fuck. <laughs> Clarissa Kiyoko Miling Chun. Yeah. Is the, yep. The head coach of the uh, Hawkeye women's wrestling program, the USA wrestling assistant national coach yep. and an American Olympic women's freestyle 48 kilogram wrestler, which is not even a, a thing. Come on. Uh, uh, I highly recommend this YouTube channel. It's called the fat electrician. It's a guy who goes on, he talks all about uh, uh, like U S military history, uh, different, you know, combat units, different uh, uh, ships and, and, and uh, jets and, and things like that. Uh, he, he doesn't operate in the metric system because metrics for losers metric didn't put anybody on the moon. Uh, so, so we operate in freedom units. Uh, so whatever 48 kilograms is uh, translated into freedom units. Uh, and Chun is the first female wrestler from Hawaii to win a medal at the Olympics. So I have and a she's for over a foot shorter than I am. <laughs> I have a question for Todd. Yeah. If, if Trev Alberts adds women's wrestling at Nebraska, Will you learn to love him? No. <laughs> but I would, I would rock. If he adds women's wrestling, I will walk across the street and pee on him if he's on fire. So I wouldn't do that otherwise. I wouldn't do that otherwise, but I will, I will, I will make that gesture. Would you not there do it otherwise nothing? because you didn't particularly have to urinate at that moment? You didn't have to relieve yourself. <laughs> There's, in all, in all sincerity, there, Sorry, is, guys. there is nothing that Trev Alberts can do, nothing, that I will forgive him for what he did while he was at UNO. Nothing. And I will never like Trev Alberts. But as I have said, I hope that he is an outstanding athletic director for the University of Nebraska. You don't have to like people to respect people. You don't have to like people to cheer. Sounds like Coach Herman Boone. You what the hell are you? Oh, what? That does not fit into the world today, Todd. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> now, Todd, for, for, for clarification, maybe we have first-time listeners. Uh, University of Nebraska-Omaha, the Mavericks, uh, won the wrestling national championship out in Kearney where I am at at this moment. And I drove past the arena earlier today that they won that national championship. Right. Right. Out and there Trev Alberts called Mike Denny, the head coach within hours of them winning it after they were having their big cell during their big celebration of winning a national championship at the division two level and told him they were cutting the wrestling program. So I, for again, for clarification's sake, and I understand, um, I it could have been handled a million times better. 
Are you upset that he cut the program for budgetary purposes? Nothing personal. Are you upset the timing of it all? Or is it both? You've missed. I am upset because of the because of the reason I'm upset that he cut it because he was threatened by Mike Denny and Mike Denny's influence in the Omaha community. Mm, it okay. wasn't a budgetary cut. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, I didn't know. The wrestling didn't, program. You, you fundraised, opened this wound, man. What the are you wrestling doing? program <laughs> fundraised the vast majority of the money that they used for that department. Of course, of course. Yes, I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. It, you know, it'd be very simple for me to, just to think, I used to like Trev Alberts. I used to cheer for Trev Alberts. Trev Alberts was that guy that grew up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. And me being an Iowa guy, I always cheered for Trev Alberts. I liked him. But he let his ego and self-esteem dictate a decision that was detrimental to the best program that University of Nebraska at Omaha ever had. A dynasty. And he cut it. I want you to call me if you're going to brass just go murder somebody or smash up your hotel room. <laughs> Not necessarily that I'll stop you, I'm, but I'll tell you to put it on your phone and record it while you're doing it because, you know, that's what I, we do now. I, I have let go of more emotion tonight. I'm exhausted. Is I'm there old. anything else you want to get off your chest, Todd? Um. It does not include politics. No. Okay, good. <laughs> I better do that really quick. Unless we want to start the... <laughs> no, I'm no, no, no. <laughs> okay. My dad's taking me fishing, John. Oh, God. That'd be God. fun. You know, maybe he'll... <laughs> <sighs> a good time will be had by all, I'm sure. Well, I don't, I don't know think, how to get the hell out I, of this episode I, now. I, so. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> you, went, you went down this. You like look, walked down to the basement where all the bodies were and just started looking around with a flashlight. <laughs> I was curious. I, I, I had questions. I have I, a guy's, you know, you better what, what, know the answers before you ask the question. No, no, no. That takes that takes the fun away. <laughs> One of the most important questions we can ask is why. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's, you know, OK, how do you do something? I want I want motivate. I want to know what motivates people. It, it's it's how I tick. It's sometimes how I talk. I saw uh, what but, you did there. That thank was you, thank good. you. Uh, but but knowing knowing people's motivation, like God dang, if I knew what how people arrived at certain decisions or emotional like you know anchor points, then you know now I know to never ever ever mention Trev Alberts or UNO ever again on the show. No, you can mention Trev Alberts because no. he's doing a good job. No, he's doing a good job. It's only a matter of time until he cuts Nebraska wrestling. And then uh, you might have to pick me up at jail. 
Let's get out of here. Um, yeah. yeah, you get a segue out of that. Thanks. Yeah, good job there, guy in the basement. How do you get out of the basement? This is how I do it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we uh, – we, we did a little counseling tonight this week. We, we did a little, uh, a little therapy. We we'll get to some resolution. We'll, we'll get to, we, we won't ever get to forgiveness. We we've been assured of that. Won't ever get, get to uh, forgetfulness. I don't know. Um, but Todd is starting to, he, he's making strides and he's really growing and healing as a person. And that's really all we can ask for. We're all here for Todd. Uh we're learned, here for John. I learned about being today. And I learned about being your true self. I learned about that today. So I am working very hard so that people see and so that I express my authentic self. I, I see what's in your hand. My whole life. Todd, I know what's in your hand. Okay, that's not what I thought it was. I thought it was like a little Bud Light plastic, like six ounce, eight ounce plastic cup for for keg purchase uh, per, per purposes, and which would make sense because you said you were going to be partying, and when we decided we were recording at X amount of time, you said, oh, "I got to no, no, I need to stop partying." But then, so there's bourbon, holy shit, it, isn't there? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was coffee. Oh my god, Greg, god we, need to, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> I know. I've been I'm trying writing to. this down though. Next week. Next week. What was that? You said you're learning how to what, Todd? I was learning about being and I was learning about how to understand and how to express my authentic self. I mean, I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm very proud of you. Well, I'd like to hear more about this next week because uh, you know, I've I've struggled with this my entire life. Well, I'm going to go get, now. I'm going to uh, uh, breathe a little exit into this show. So I'm going to speak my authentic self, which is getting the hell away. Uh, so for, as always, Todd, our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahachko. We thank you for listening to this episode. We apologize uh, to all of you for this episode. <laughs> uh, episode that I'm, uh, well, I had appropriately titled it options when we were talking about football. And now I think I'm going to call it options except Trev Alberts. Uh, <laughs> I won't do that. You could call it options we'll, and the authentic self. Options and the authentic self. <laughs> that is, that should be Todd's autobiography. So we'll work more on it during the offseason. That's right. We got a lot of time, boy. Howdy. Uh, so that'll be it for this what, episode. If you want to increase listenership, we are not going to dissect Todd Wolverton. Well, we'll increase a different type of listenership. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here, dear God. I got another <laughs> show to record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm double dipping tonight. So, uh, we're here as always, the five heart podcast reminding you this week and every week. Oh dear God. The five heart is all the heart you need. John go big red. We're not sending anything to Todd this time. Good night, everybody. Jerome Bettis.
Hall of Famer.